afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're broadcasting today from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. As Aaron Bertles joins us with Crossroads Marketing, I wish I could say that we have nothing to talk about today. Uh, it's wet. We've got snow in some areas. Harvest has stopped. But let's just add to everything else a WASTI report. And I don't know. I was watching for some social media comments. Haven't seen a lot. I don't know. Maybe the shock is still in place and they haven't had a chance to digest it all. Yeah, I think at this point, you know, some people just want to look away from these things. And, you know, this comes down to just the fact that we're in a time frame where typically you would expect some pretty good information by now. But with as late as harvest is, you know, by the time they gathered this type of information for this report, I mean, we're at one of the slowest harvest paces ever. And when they gathered this, we hadn't had anything hardly done. So it's just hard to get enough evidence to see things change all that much when you're this far behind right now. So you come into a day like today, you you hear early yield, you expect things to go lower, just like people have expected it to all year long, right? I mean, this has not changed. And it won't change after this report either because the bulls who feel like this yield needs to come down significantly are not going to change their mind because of this report simply because we don't have enough harvest done, right? There's just not enough evidence one way or the other for anybody to change their mind. Right. Essentially, today was a, it was a little bit of a kick the can down the road, but I, I do think there's some evidence here. I mean, like before this report came out, this is the first one where you've seen expectations as tight as they were from the trade guesses. Every ch- report up to this point, with all the unknowns that we have, you saw the carryout of 700 million difference between the high and the low trade guess. You saw the yields being, you know, seven bushels difference between the high and the low trade guess. This time it was two, two and a half, three, right, and 300 million. So either they just kind of finally laid down and said, you know what, October, they usually don't change much in this, or they feel like they finally had it dialed in, but something changed there from, from people putting in their estimates um, to, to every report up before that. Does that make you nervous? It should. It, it should. But, you know, again, it, we, there's not enough harvest done. It, it's really tough to sit back. But there's all these things that you expect to lower the harvest production that we don't know that we are going to find out for quite some time, right? I mean, one of those big things is harvested acres. You know, that's that may not come out till next year. It certainly may not come out till at least January, right, as far as an actual finalized number, and especially with as late as this harvest is going. I know people were thinking about this storm that we're having now and how much that could take away. That's certainly not going to be something that would have an impact in a report like today just because it, it's unknown. It's very much unknown. We don't know what the impact of this is going to be. It could have huge ramifications, but that might not be like you and I talked off air till next stocks, you know, a June stocks report or a September stocks report. Right. right? So, you're talking 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that they just don't, aren't going to have dialed in, you know, at this point in time. So this is more about what, again, going back to everybody's initial thoughts, what was the initial ability of this crop to be? And right now, the USDA just doesn't feel like they have enough proof to adjust their numbers at this point. So let's look at the numbers. Um, Any surprises for you as you looked at it or as expected? We start with the corn. It's tough to say as expected. I I look at these reports more about trying to make sure you're getting done what you need to get done. And, And the one thing that people can look at before this is you had a rally going into this report. I mean, we rallied because of the stocks report. That was a big surprise to me. I didn't expect the stocks report to 
to have the adjustments that it did um, during that time. And I think a lot of people probably thought that that would just carry right on into this report. And finally, you know, we were going to come to the realization that we don't have what we have. But you had a decent rally coming into this report. So you've got to look at this and think, okay, what's the worst case scenario for right. me here, right? If they don't change this thing and I got fall bushels to sell, I'm going to be caught behind where I need to be right now. If they do, great, right? But it's you just can't look at this and think, what do I need to do to be exactly right? you got to try to look at it more and think, how can I make sure that I'm not seriously wrong walking into this? From the the numbers as, as we break them down in the soybeans, did you see anything as a surprise? I think it's a surprise that the biggest thing to soybeans right now, and they are the, the hot market at this point. Right. Initially, you had looked at that and expecting over a billion bushel carryout at the beginning of this year, and now you're down to 460 million. Um, that's a huge change. You've seen demand you know, really increasing over the last month and a half. You haven't seen a lot of what I would say positive rhetoric out of the Chinese U.S. stuff this week yet. Um, not much information coming out of that at all. I mean, you saw some stuff where China was coming out and saying, we're going to up you know, the amounts that we're going to purchase year over year. We've seen that several times already to this point. But exports are talking, right? There is lots of exports, and a lot of them are going to China. Uh, whether that has anything to do with a deal or whether it's just the fact that they're cheap and China needs beans this time of the year from us, that's historically when they're getting the majority of their beans from us, doesn't really matter. They're flying off the shelves, right? So right. that number is significant, and the bean number coming down when we don't have much harvest done on that yet, right? It came down a bushel today. That's a significant change when we're only 15 20% harvested on beans. So it's still a big carryout. Um, 460 million is not small, but that is a huge change from what we expected that market to be at the beginning of the year. You know, we kind of joked about it that we're one tweet away from these markets having a knee-jerk reaction, but it seems to be the pattern as of late. Yeah, and I, the reaction from corn today was surprising. Like we talked off air, I was surprised to see beans not win that battle today a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, corn closed very poorly, uh, you know, at a level that kind of takes you below a trend line that was on the these chart there and maybe puts you in a place where you are have the ability, you do have the ability to go 10 to 12 cents lower from here. Um, with this being as positive as it was for beans and with those uh, those numbers, I expected beans maybe to have a better uh, ability to hang on today. So we'll see. I don't expect this to be a huge uh, downturn by any means. I still think you've seen your low in these markets. Uh, this could be the biggest number we see in corn yield from this point. All right, well, stick around. We're going to talk more about this and other happenings within the market trade. It is a Thursday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Aaron Bertels is joining us from Crossroads Marketing on a very damp day, which we're seeing all across the upper Midwest. I think, and we were just talking about this during the commercial break. I think the theme of the day, Aaron, is nervous. Um, you look at the WASD report, we'll get to the supply and demand report in just a moment. And I jokingly said, isn't this a day you just want to walk away from the monitors? And I'm sure there were many that did after they saw that 11 o'clock report. But unfortunately, they yeah. can't. Yeah, you're too far into the game now. You know, this was that was easier said than done a month ago, right, where you're not harvesting and you don't have October basis contracts coming up or you don't have December basis contracts coming up, right? And we know now that we need new numbers, right? And, and new numbers won't come until at least next month. So you can get some stuff going on in between time, but 
the trade has shown several times this year that they need some specific things to show up for them to get excited about anything. Not the bullish, you know, uh, rhetoric and stuff has not seemed to get them going for most of this year, right? We've had plenty of things that could get them going if they really wanted to, and they haven't bought into it. So you just have to assume that we're going to need new numbers, and that's not going to come for a while. So basis contracts that are coming up, stuff that's got to be sold in fall, you're either going to be putting it in the elevator and paying a little bit of storage, or you're going to roll basis contracts, or you're going to do things if it's not sold at this point, right? So that's the tough part about now is, you know, if you if you waited till today, um, you're going to have to do some other things to buy yourself some time. And it's, it's possible. There's plenty of things that you can do um, to be able to do that. But that's that's the difference between now and a month ago, right? It's it, they've they've thrown you another month in, but it's a month that's a lot bigger difference in September. Looking at um, obviously harvest, and as we look out the window here at Innovation Campus, it's raining. We know the western part of the state into the Dakotas, uh, Minnesota's going to deal with some snow. Eastward, you can't stop harvest, but unfortunately, right now you're having to stop harvest. And I think that was the theme of the social media yesterday of guys in the field trying to get done as much as they could before this weather hit yeah take away today's report you know forget about that the, the thing to me that's the most important right now is how the market reacts to the harvest being slow because it's going to be slow we've known it was going to be slow now you throw this into the mix it's going to be really slow and you've got beans that need to be in the pipeline because we are seeing increased demand corn the reason you saw it fall off today, I mean, the one big thing I can say is that demand's just bad, right? Demand's terrible right now for corn. It's picked up for beans, but it's bad for corn. And so they jumped all over it today when supply wasn't an issue today. But you move forward. We've seen this before, like 2009, where harvest was slow. You still need it to be in the pipeline, right? You're still going to need to have some stuff to move. So either basis is going to have to do some more work. It's already pretty good in a lot of places. You're seeing 30, 20, 40 cent better basis than last year already. So either that's going to have to do more work or futures are going to have to come up to kind of keep that pipeline going and try to just pull as much old crop that's that's out there away from those guys if they can. And you're not going to be able to do it without getting the price up somehow. Looking at the livestock, they didn't react, I think, yeah. like many thought. Yeah, I didn't like seeing that today. Um, you've seen them trying to push through some of these uh, levels that they were they were up against over the last week, really. They've been kind of bumping up against those things. Supply-demand report for them today was was pretty much a non-event, um, just like we've talked about before. First quarter is expected to be down a little bit. Second quarter is supposed to be up a little bit. And overall, the year, from a supply standpoint, is supposed to be up a little bit. So not a big change there for cattle. Uh, hogs, obviously, it was a little bit bigger change. But you're seeing supply on hogs increase so quickly. Litter sizes have increased. All that stuff has gone up so quickly that... Uh, you know, they look at next year and they're already expecting prices to be a little bit lower from a price forecast, even with the increased demand going up 11% next year, another 12% on top of that the year after that, just because of uh, the virus that's been obviously abundant and we've talked plenty about. Uh, so even with that, just supply is overtaking all those things. With cattle, I'd just be a little bit worried that with corn going down the way it did today, you didn't see it really have a jump up. I mean, we had a good day a couple of days ago, didn't really take us to places that you know, we'd like to see that market close at. So with all the unknown economics and all the stuff with China, it's just, it's hard to get behind that market and feel real confident right now. Are they worried, and the folks that you talk to, that because harvest is delayed like it is, guys might be needing this feed stuff and they haven't booked it or they're looking to their supplier who says, huh, my combine's still in the shed. 
Yeah, I haven't heard a lot about that, but it's certainly something that's going to have to come up. But again, this is the work of basis, right? They're going to have to do the work to get the grain now. If they didn't get it bought ahead before, you know, at some of the lower prices that we saw, expecting that we were going to grow a big crop, and maybe we still will. But if you can't get it, you can't get it. So if you don't have them booked up, they're going to have to get basis moving or something to try to price some of this old crop that they might have around or other people might have around to, to continue feeding. Quickly, what do you think a Friday trade's going to be like knowing that you got some time to digest this report? I didn't like the close on corn, so I'm a little nervous that you could see that market go down another 10 to 12 cents, maybe around that 368, 372 area. Um, it just depends on what beans want to do. That was it was a friendly report for beans. I would say bullish report for beans. Even though that number's still kind of big, you've seen demand where it's at, uh, beans are going to be the one that needs to win that battle. All right. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Aaron? Yeah, just give me a call at 402-309-3171 or email me at abertles at crossroadsml.com. And that's the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all your local dealers. And find it on your favorite podcast location. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.